called? What chemicals? would you call them? Chemicals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chemical storage room. Please call it ingredients now and your coworkers will be so confused. <laughs> <laughs> I need to go get some ingredients. Hi, I'm Ryan. I'm a science teacher. I'm Cheryl, and I slept through science. Each episode, we'll tackle a science question you may have learned in school, but can't quite remember or fully explain. And I'll take the risk of asking the dumb questions so that we can all understand the science we slept through. The bell has rung. Let's get started. Welcome to Lesson 62. We are in our quackery unit. Cheryl, what item of quackery will we be discussing today? <laughs> I like calling it an item of quackery. That's great. Today, Ryan, I want to talk about water ionizers. Okay. And this is something that you thought of because you've mm -hmm. heard of these before, right? Yes. I've seen people on social media mm -hmm. talking about their water and their water okay. ionizer and all of the amazing health benefits that it's bringing to their lives and how good they feel. And how good they feel. Okay. Have mm -hmm. you personally experienced a water ionizer? No, no, I don't have one. Okay. I've never had it. So this is like, I did, I did do a little bit of reading online because I know like we're still trying to figure out what does a pre-assessment look like with these. And yeah. so I did a little bit of learning so that we have something to kind of go off of. But, um, okay. I know I'm more of a fill up my Brita and put it in my fridge and not sure when the last time I've replaced the filter, but I like my water cold type of water <laughs> drinker myself. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, for the pre-assessment, let's go through a series of questions and we can talk a little bit about sort of the initials and then also kind of what your thoughts are about it. Sound that good? Sounds great. Yeah. All right. First of all, what is it? What is ionized water? Okay. Well, according to Wikipedia. Oh, okay. The claims are that it raises the pH of drinking water by using electrolysis to separate the incoming water stream into acidic and alkaline components. Okay. I think before we go any farther, we need to break that down and see what you think about some of those parts. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's start with pH. I'm assuming you've heard of pH before. Do you know what it means? Um, I feel like I could give you examples, but not necessarily a definition. Okay. So I know that there's like, it's between, it's the level of like base to acidic. Okay. I think are the two things. Okay. I think those are the opposites of each other. And so, um, and it's assigned a number. Mm -hmm. Like things have a pH number. I forget if they go into negatives, mm. like a zero halfway in between and neutral. I think so. I feel like zero is like the neutral one and then it can go down or up, but I could be wrong about that. And so then I know like acids have a high pH and bases have a low, I want to say. I remember hearing about a friend of mine a long time ago told me her aunt drank Drano. I mean, what? like, mm -hmm. and like, it's, um, it's a base 
So it really messed up. I think it's a base. Okay. So it really messed up her like intestinal tract. Okay. Um. So that's one thing I think about with pages and bases is the woman yep. who drinks some Drano. Okay. Um. I'm just as a side it was note. Kind of a self Do not drink Drano. Yeah. Don't yeah, it do it. Like, it is not good for you. Don't do it. Separate yeah, from ionized water or anything. Don't drink <laughs> Reno. If you take away one thing from this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was like a self-harm thing that was going yeah. on. So really sad. Yeah. Um, I know that like vinegar is either higher or it's something. That's why vinegar works well to like even like I mm. soak my mouth guard in vinegar and people can clean with it and everything. And I forget if it's because it has a high or a low, but um, and also when we were at your school and you showed me where like the science um, ingredients are stored, I doubt you guys say ingredients. <laughs> where we, I didn't okay. want to say equipment where, because it's where not equipment. Where we store it's like, the science ingredients. Okay, continue. Uh -huh. And you showed me a locked cabinet and you were saying that it was like a really high pH number of something you showed me in a locked cabinet oh i think what i showed you well it was a high number but the number was not ph although it was in an acid cabinet it okay. was sulfuric acid and what it had was a high molarity it was uh molarity oh, of different. 18 but okay. that's different and we don't need to okay. get into that for this but yes Got good it. memory okay. though that we that was that was the <laughs> ingredient that i showed you <laughs> What are they called? What chemicals? would you call them? Chemicals. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's a chemical storage room. Please call it ingredients now and your coworkers will be so confused. <laughs> I need to go get some ingredients. I mean, yep, it, they function the same way. Yeah. They are ingredients for things, but that's not generally what we call them. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I know like a... If there was something like high and low, they could like neutralize each other. Okay. Like, isn't mm -hmm. that what's happening with baking soda and vinegar? Okay. So there's like a high and a low and they have a reaction and then they're neutral. I feel like that's, or maybe they have a reaction because they're different numbers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's what okay. I know about okay. that. Okay. So you've got quite, quite a lot there around sort of pH and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're an expert. <laughs> Do you know what alkali means? Not really. I feel like I've heard the word before, okay. but I don't think I really know. Okay. No problem. What about electrolysis? I mean, it sounds like being electrocuted for health reasons. Okay. Electrocuting people for health reasons. Got it. <laughs> like if you told me back in like the nineteen hundred early nineteen hundreds, they were like using electrolysis on people to like cure a mental illness or something. I'd be like, yeah, checks out. So other than that, okay. I don't really know what electrolysis is. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Alrighty, great. Well, that kind of covers that initial thing. How, as far as you know or you think. How is drinking ionized water supposed to work? How is it supposed to make you healthy? Well, I was reading a little bit about the claims 
okay. of it mm-hmm. um, based on like various websites that I've looked at. We can link them in our show notes so you yeah. guys can see too. Um, so we are not citing these websites as like scientific websites, but we're just like nope. looking at what the claims are. Yep. Um, so like this one website is talking about the pros of it. Okay. He was saying that many theories state that alkaline water could reduce the acidity in your body and that it has a higher essential mineral content. Having too much acid or a low pH. Oh, I got it backwards if this is correct. Um, <laughs> has been <laughs> has been postulated to contribute to hormonal problems, cancer, metabolic conditions, and loss of bone mass. Um, Others state that drinking alkaline water could improve your hydration levels and the acid-base balance in your body. Alkaline water has been linked to being more readily absorbed by cells as its water molecules are in smaller clusters, leaning your body to flush out toxins. I mean, at least they use the word molecules in there. Mm -hmm. That's scientific. Molecules are science. Um, mm-hmm. this effect could also hydrate and detoxify your skin. Wow. This is miracle water. Detoxify your skin. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm going to start drinking it. Sounds great. Sounds, sounds great. H- how do yeah. you think it does that? I mean, the, the first thing I've read about it ever that actually has any kind of a claim that points to science other than just like, it works. Uh huh. Is um the thing about being absorbed by cells because of the size of the water molecules clusters? Like, okay, I I don't I don't believe that's true necessarily, but that actually sounds like science now. Okay. <laughs> Other than that, I don't I don't really know how it would work. Okay. I mean that. How much of those descriptions make sense to you of like what it's doing? Um, I mean, okay. The idea of helping balance out the pH of your body. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it, but it's that would make okay. sense to me as far as like, I was just talking about balancing out pH between different things. And so like, if your body needed that, that does make sense to me that you would want to do something in like the opposite direction okay. of the pH to balance it out. Um, the size of the clusters of water molecules. I, I mean, I feel skeptical about that as well, but okay. um, if, if you told me <laughs> and like if scientists were like, actually when this level of pH changes, then like the clusters change. And then this is how your cells absorb this. It'd be like, oh yeah. So like those words make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how that process would work or if it happens that way, but I understand those words. Okay. Do you think that it's real? (laughs) Um, I mean, no, I don't think it's real. I think that, and also that, I mean, when I see people posting about it and they just keep talking about balancing out your body's pH and Mm -hmm. that just feels like, why do we just now think we need that when like people have been drinking water that's like water is like the source of life Mm -hmm. and it feels like our bodies need it 
and don't need like a modified water <laughs> to be able to do their job as bodies. Uh, but also, I mean, once I start reading long lists of health, health claims, I get more and more skeptical. So like this other website, mm. it says, um, ionized water has helped millions of people fight disease, including arthritis, digestive problems, inflammatory conditions, skin disorders, weight problems, diabetes, cancer, acid reflux, gout, fatigue, allergies, and chronic pain. And once the list is that long, I'm just like, no, cancer? Like, it just, it feels like, oh, you know, all the bad stuff, this just like gets rid of all mm -hmm. the bad stuff. It helps your body fight these things. Um, mm -hmm. And that feels, I don't know, it would feel different if it was like this, doing this one thing helps your skin clear up. It's like this direct yeah. line you could draw. It'd be easier to test, like we were talking about last week. Mm -hmm. But just like this, the when the list gets that long, it's like so. It's a miracle. Like it's miracle water. So no, I don't. I don't think that it would help. Okay, there is a lot to unpack here, Cheryl. <laughs> and all the water clusters. All is the water clusters. Gonna... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm going to be able to talk about all of the things that we're going to need to talk about here. But I do think we need to start with a base understanding of pH. You talked about some of the pieces and you even noticed something that you needed to correct about your answer as you were reading one of the articles. pH, for the most part, is all positive numbers. And I say for the most part because technically... Under certain circumstances, you can have a negative pH, but most of the time when we deal with pH, they're positive numbers between 1 and 14, or 0 and 14. Okay. And 7 is neutral in the middle. That's right. I remember learning in a science class about a neutral number. Okay. Yes, cool. exactly. And that's 7. 7 is neutral. Water, normal water, has a pH of 7. Okay, so it's it's neutral. neutral. It's yep. Okay. It's it's about as neutral as you can get. As the numbers go down, it's more acidic. As the numbers go up, it's more basic. Also known as alkali. I remembered basic. You did. Well, I said base, but you know. Yeah. No, and it, yeah. and it is. It's a base. You're. It's an acid or a base. So you're oh, right. Yes. You, yes, you did remember cool. correctly. Yeah, and alkali is just a fancier way of talking about something that is basic. Oh my gosh, so we could call this basic water? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. That's <laughs> just probably why they don't and probably why they use alkali because it sounds yep. more scientific and yes. less insulting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes. The whole idea of acids and bases, and you talked about them canceling each other out and all that stuff, all that stuff you're remembering correctly. And vinegar and baking soda, you remember that correctly as well. Vinegar is actually acidic. It's slightly okay. acidic. And baking soda can, if you dissolve it in a liquid, is somewhat basic. And the two of mm -hmm. them neutralize each other. And that is actually what all the foaming and bubbling when you put them together, because those are the two things that you use in your stereotypical middle school or elementary school volcano demo that you would do for a science fair project, even though that's not really very science fairy. Yeah. And they're also the things that you use if you want 
all natural oven cleaning to happen and you don't yes. have oven cleaner. <laughs> right. Yes. That's something you can use to yeah clean your oven. You can do a lot of things with it because there's a chemical reaction that goes on. And that's that. What you're doing is you're leveraging that reaction to also get in and break up things like grease and stuff mm. like that. And so that's, that's, again, this is oversimplification of course, but that's yeah. sort of what you're doing there. And yes, that's a neutralization reaction. It's bringing it back towards seven. Electrolysis, which was one of the things that you read, is a real thing. I've done it many times before. I used to do electrolysis in one of the classes that I used to teach. And it does use electricity. It's taking, so electro having to do with electricity and lysis, to lyse something means to cut it or to split it apart. Like splice? Uh-huh, like splice. Okay. Electrolysis is to cut or to split using electricity. What you are actually doing in electrolysis is you are actually splitting, and I'm going to do this because it's your favorite. <gasps> My Mickey Mouse molecule. Your Mickey Mouse molecule. It's splitting water. It's actually breaking apart the bonds of a water molecule so that the two hydrogens stick together. And then, and it takes multiple ones, but then you end up with oxygens that end up sticking together also. So it splits apart and breaks the water molecule and splits it into hydrogen and oxygen. Doesn't that mean it's no longer water? Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Why, why, why do you mention that, Cheryl? Because if you change which... Um, is it chemicals? Which chemicals are in a molecule? Which atoms are in a molecule? Sorry, mm -hmm. which atoms are in a molecule? It becomes uh -huh. a different chemical. Yep. And Correct. so like water has to be H2O. And if it's not H2O, it's not water. Correct. So what I'm getting here <laughs> is that it's not doing that. Yes and no. It is more complicated. Directly, what electrolysis is doing is it's splitting the water molecules. However, if you have pure water that is only H2O and there's nothing else dissolved in the water, electrolysis pretty much won't happen. You need to have, we call them salts, but things, it doesn't have to be actual table salt, things dissolved in the water, minerals, which is what you've also read about a little bit. Yeah. And those can help make that happen. And in the process, those minerals also can break apart. That's what they're claiming is happening here with electrolysis is you're breaking apart those minerals as well. And those get dissolved into the remaining water that then make it more alkali. That's the claim. You look very either confused or skeptical or both. Um, yeah, I'm skeptical. It can, in fact, change the pH of the remaining water depending on which things are already dissolved in it. Uh, I said that it's salts, but not necessarily salt. And actually, you don't want to do it with salt because salt is sodium chloride, NaCl. And when you split the sodium apart as well, you end up with 
chlorine gas, which is toxic and very, very dangerous. Yikes. You're generating chlorine gas. You're, you're, you're generating chlorine, and then it is in the form of a gas at room temperature, which means you're making chlorine gas, which if you inhale enough of that, that can cause serious damage to your lungs and the rest of your respiratory system and all sorts of other things. It is not good. Oh, my gosh. So there is some truth to, yes, you can split these other things that aren't water also through electrolysis. Is this the best way to do that? Yeah, probably not. Electrolysis just looks cool when you do it because it bubbles. So it seems like something fancy is happening exactly. to your water. Exactly. If you get electrolysis, what? because what's happening is, like I said, for the most part, most of what you're doing, you're taking those water molecules and you're splitting them up into hydrogen, which is a gas, and oxygen, if I can get those to stick together, which is also a gas. You're getting bubbles of hydrogen gas and oxygen gas. That's what those bubbles are. Because O2 on its own, that's like the O2 that we breathe in, in the air. Yeah, so then why is there anything left? Well, if you run it the drink. whole time, there isn't. But it doesn't do it immediately to all of the water molecules. It would take, it would take time. It, it takes hours to do. So that feels similar to um, if I were to have a pot on the stove on a rolling boil. Yes. That like eventually mm -hmm. I wouldn't have any water left. Right. Yep. It's same thing. The only difference, and I, I know you probably know this, I'm just making sure that we're being clear, is that with a boil, that is water molecules still as water molecules, just changing from a liquid to a gas phase. And that's why they're going up, but they're still water molecules. Boiling yeah. does not split the water molecules apart, yeah, whereas electrolysis yeah. does. Yeah. Like I said, I figured you probably knew that. I just wanted to make sure that we're all on the same page. So then if those gases, hydrogen, oxygen gases, mm -hmm. are now leaving and in the air, mm -hmm. then what you have left is just water that has not gone through that process mm -hmm. yet. Has anything and, happened to that water? Well, it's any of those other minerals are now dissolved in that water and potentially becoming more concentrated because just, just like if you, again, let's use your example of evaporating water. Yeah. Like, and I don't remember, have we talked about making rock candy? Did we talk yeah. about that? Okay. A long time ago. Okay, I thought we did. I thought we did. But so it's the same sort of a thing. If you dissolve a whole bunch of sugar in water, but then you let that water evaporate, eventually that sugar is left. And it gets more and more concentrated the more and more is able to yeah. evaporate. Same sort of a sense. thing. Whatever those other minerals are, as you're getting more of that water and it's not water anymore, it's hydrogen and oxygen gas that is leaving. It's, it's a gas now. It's not a liquid that concentrates those whatever those minerals are in the remaining water so it's just drinking mineral water then uh, yes and actually well i think mineral water is a very specific thing so i don't think it's actually mineral okay. water but yes water with minerals dissolved in it which by the way all the water that you drink has minerals dissolved in it that's like a normal thing Actually, yeah. it's a good thing. You don't want to drink distilled water, which distilled water is water. Oh, yes. Distilled water is bad for you. Yeah. yeah. That's that's not good to just drink that. It's good for your neti pot, but it's bad for drinking. <laughs> yeah. Sure. So just drink Gatorade sometimes. 
you can drink Gatorade sometimes. If you yes. want like some fun hydration times. Yes. Now let's take this and apply it. Now that we kind of have an understanding about what exactly it's claiming is happening to the water. So let's just give them and say that, yes, it, you're able to make it alkali. Okay. Which there are some problems to the whole process and whether or not it's actually doing it in a useful way or whatever. Okay. But it, there is a mechanism that could potentially under the right circumstances, make your water more basic. Okay. Potentially. Probably okay. not very much, but potentially. So let's just say that that's the case. Now we're the claim then is I drink this and it fixes all of these things that are in my body. Yeah. And I don't know if you read these specifically, but a lot of the claims have to do with balancing the pH in your body. Yeah. Because it's too if it's too acidic – we need to balance yeah. that pH. Our body does that already. Like that's what our body does. Yeah. There's this thing called homeostasis. Have you heard that term I've before? I've heard that word before. Okay. Homeo is the same prefix as homo, which means the same. And stasis is just like state. Homeostasis just means the same state. Our bodies try and keep things the same inside them. A great example is temperature. This is why you take your temperature to find out if you're sick and if you have a fever, your temperature is higher than normal because normally our bodies try to maintain about the same temperature. When we go outside, when we are super hot, like our bodies have responses to keep the temperature the same. When you go outside, you shiver. That helps generate heat. When you go outside and it's really hot, you sweat to cool you down. There are things that our bodies do to try and maintain homeostasis. The same thing is true about pH. Oftentimes they talk about the pH in your blood. We don't want to change the pH in our blood. Our body <laughs> already maintains the optimal pH in our blood. We do, if it is out of whack, it is going to cause all sorts of problems. And you would already notice not problems mm. like, well, I'm just kind of tired. No, that's not the sorts of problems that if your pH is out of whack, it's going to cause. Yeah. Seems like big issues. Yes. And so our bodies have entire systems whose jobs are to maintain those things. One example, the kidneys and what the kidneys do. Part of what they do is regulate. Well, they regulate what's in our blood and what goes in and what comes – like how all that works. And part of that is the pH of our blood because it matters. You drinking a whole bunch of basic water, alkali water, is not going to change the pH in your blood in any significant way. It shouldn't. If it does, that means your kidneys aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That's like a problem if that does that. Also – and this is just very basic, no pun intended. <laughs> what's in your – if you drink, where does that liquid go? Your stomach. What's in your stomach? Acid. Acid. What happens when you take an acid and a base and you put them together? It neutralizes it. It neutralizes it. So let's just say for a minute that, yes, you are drinking this – alkali water, this basic water, and if it were to get into your blood, it would make it so much better. It's not going to make it past your stomach because your stomach also, is full of acid. Also, doesn't that technically mean that it could get rid of your stomach acid, like if it was working? It could neutralize, yes. And that's why and some of the things potentially could it help with something like acid reflux. 
it might have some ability because yes, it could kind of neutralize some of your stomach acid. So if you have overactive stomach acid, potentially that could be helpful. But don't we like stomach acid too? Uh-huh. Yeah, our bodies make it because we need it. Yeah. And the enzymes that are in our stomach that help break down our food so that we can digest it have to have a low pH. It needs to be acidic for those enzymes to work. If you just neutralize all your stomach acid all the time, you can't break down your food to a place where your intestines later on can actually absorb it into your body. It's almost wow. like our bodies know what they're doing and need to be allowed to do it. Wow. So then why do you think people say that they have experienced positive health benefits from it? Yeah. So first of all, there are a few very limited studies that seem to indicate a minor ability for alkali water to do something in the body. Now, some of the, like one of the studies that I looked at had a hundred people in it. That is not enough people to make a huge claim. Also, some of them are done on mice or on rats or things like that. And most of the time, the changes are very small. But that's something that sometimes people point to. Also, when we have an experience that feels a particular way, like we feel like it should do something, we can have a bias towards experiencing that thing. If I think that me drinking this thing is going to make me feel better, I might actually start feeling better. You've probably heard of this before. It's called the placebo effect. Yes, I have. have. You, yes. It's one and of it's, my favorite things. <laughs> it's actually really cool. And it's very real and very documented that to, to the extent that one of the things you need to do when doing experiments is control for the placebo effect. That's why in a lot of experiments that you might hear, especially around medicine, you will give someone a quote unquote placebo. Have you heard that? Mm -hmm. Yes, totally. It's often, yeah. if it's like, if it's a medication, it's often like a sugar pill or something where you take something, but you don't know whether or not the medication is in it so that the placebo effect doesn't affect the results. And when they do that, what they then do is usually there are people who have the placebo, like a sugar pill, who do report a feeling better or less bad symptoms or whatever. And so what they do is they compare how does the actual medication, the improvements that happen there, how does that compare to the results of the people with the placebo? If it does about the same, the medication isn't doing something. It's just mm -hmm. the placebo effect. And it's re like you can truly feel better after that. So I'm sure that those millions of people that you read about, mm -hmm. at least some of them, truly feel better after they make those changes. I'm going to say something that's going to make some people really angry at me. That is what I believe is part, not all, part of the deal with gluten right now, at least mm. in the United States. People, oh, I'm gluten-free yep. and gluten, well, I stopped eating gluten and all of a sudden I felt better. I think they probably did feel better. I don't think that's always 
because of the gluten. I think the placebo effect is a component. I think there's a lot of things. Mm. There are true gluten intolerances. There is celiac disease. There are real things where yes, gluten can be an actual health problem. So I'm not trying to say that it's all made up or whatever. I'm also not trying to say that if it if you feel better when you don't eat gluten, that you should just start eating gluten again. If you feel better, great. Okay, that's fine. Because if you're eating less gluten, you're probably just eating more healthy in general. That's what I was going to say. Is like so, what other health choices are you making if yeah. you're eating less gluten? Yeah. So yeah. that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but it also doesn't theory. necessarily mean that you have a theory, do you? I have a theory. Well, when we're talking about this water ionizer, mm-hmm. um, I think part of why people feel better is probably just because they're drinking more water. That could definitely because be if something Because if you too. get a fancy mm-hmm. machine that does this fancy thing you might just increase your water intake and there are very real things you can point to with like your health and if you're drinking the amount of water that you should be drinking. Yes, although I will say that more recently there have been some studies that have seemed to indicate that the amount that we're supposed to drink is not the amount that we've been told for a really long time. It's Mm, actually less than that. But yes, staying hydrated as a general rule is something that's good for you. Mm-hmm. Now you can overhydrate, and there's a whole lot of other things. So but yeah. it feels like a better test for someone would also be for them not to change how much water they drink and just drink the ionized water instead. Instead, you're right. That would be much more of a control to be able to do that. And then if you wanted to really run a study, what you would need to do is you would need to have two groups of people that are drinking the same amount of water, one group that drinks ionized water, and one group that drinks regular water, whatever, but they shouldn't know which Mm -hmm. one they're doing. Because if they know, that can have an influence through that placebo effect. Yeah. This is why medical research with humans is hard (laughs) and why it's not always easy to get a really clear answer on things. Yeah. So it's tricky, but that's also why, unfortunately, and I think this is a really good example with this ionized water, they're taking some real science and applying it incorrectly. Mm -hmm. But if you don't know enough, there's no way that you would know that. It sounds plausible because they're using real terms and real things, and there is some truth to what's going on. But I, I really, I really love and appreciate what you kind of said sort of at the beginning that one of your red flags to be like, ooh, I'm not so sure this is true, was the huge laundry list of things that it helps and cures. Yeah. And that is a really good general red flag because very rarely is there one thing that does all of these very different things. Yeah. I'm not saying it can never happen, but it's it's pretty unlikely. All right, Cheryl, it's now quiz time. Um, I think quizzes are too basic for me. Ha Well, here, I'll give you some acid and neutralize it right up for you. Uh, <laughs> All right, first question. What is the range of possible pH? Zero to 14. Okay. In that, which number of pH is neutral, which numbers are acidic, and which ones are basic? Seven is neutral. Mm-hmm. 
Anything below that is acidic. Anything above that is basic. Wonderful. You're off to a great start. <laughs> what is electrolysis? It is a process with electricity that um, separates chemicals into different atoms. Mm -hmm. Great. Why is it unlikely that drinking alkali water will improve the body's pH? Because the body's pH doesn't need to be improved. It's already doing a good job. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we kind of have some like self-cleaning and self-regulating systems in place that um, neutralize things in a really good way. <laughs> if they and need to be neutralized. If they need to be neutralized, yes. Mm -hmm. So if um, too much or too little of something's even coming in, it just it, it kind of all balances it out unless there's a more serious health, health concern. Um, and so, and it's not going to make it to your blood because your kidneys work. And it's not even really going to pass through your stomach because your stomach is acidic. So I don't think it's going to fight your cancer for you. I know that it's not. <laughs> that one I can say pretty confidently. Not going to fight your cancer for you. All right. Last question. Explain how water ionizers are an example of the placebo effect. Ooh. Um, well, by the time someone purchases one, they are already believing in the claims of it Usually. because they're making a purchase. Mm -hmm. And so they're already feeling positively mm -hmm. about it before even starting to use it. Okay. Um, they're making a financial decision around mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then continuing to put more effort into their water. They can't, if, they, if they're only going to drink it, you can't even go to a water fountain or anything. You would need to like do this whole process. It's going to take up space on your counter. I mean, this is like, they've made a commitment to this thing working. Okay. And I think when someone has an investment in it working and believes that it's going to work, um, it probably will make them feel better. But then also it seems similar to even what you're saying about like your thoughts on gluten is like, if this is like a step towards a more healthy lifestyle, like what other steps towards a more healthy lifestyle are happening? Or like I said earlier, mm -hmm. like, are they also just drinking more water, which will probably make you feel better. Um, so there's just a lot of things in the favor of it just going like it's going to work for you. And in well, it depends on what another. you mean by work for you. Mentally. Yeah, it may make you feel <laughs> a little bit better, right? But yeah. will it actually be doing what it claims to do? No, no. Probably not. Probably not. I hope not. I hope it doesn't impact your blood. Yeah, I hope not too, because yeah, you don't want you don't want to you want to you don't want to play around with your blood and just like play with its pH all the time. Yeah, that's not well, a good thing. Oh, uh, it just feels like if it's gonna work, then you need to consult a doctor if it's actually Absolutely. gonna do something with your body. Yes, and I would say that's a good point for us to emphasize for <laughs> anytime we talk about anything with health benefits, you should always talk to a doctor. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. We can't make 
recommendations doctor-wise, but we can analyze things scientifically based on what we know and psychologically, because really the placebo effect is a lot of that's psychological and uh, say, yeah, okay. Yeah. It may make you feel good. And is drinking alkali water going to be harmful? Probably not. It's probably not going to hurt you. So on that level, like, is it really bad if people are doing it? Probably not in a huge sort of a way, but it could be a huge waste of money depending on how expensive they are and how much time you invest in it. So, I mean, but is it this huge harmful thing? Oh my gosh, counter counter space. space. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. All right. I think that's all the time we have for our lesson this week. So why don't you pack up your stuff and get ready for my closing remarks. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Slept Through Science or on Twitter at Slept Science. If you have dumb science questions like I do, please send them to us. You can email us at isleptthroughscience at gmail.com or you can even send us a voice memo and we'll play it on the podcast. Please rate and review our podcast to tell other people what you think about it. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and share about our podcast on social media. Thank you to Beth Reed Miller for the artwork. You can check out more of Beth's artwork at Beth is something. Okay, great. Thanks. Bye. Ah! The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you.